Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, and welcome to episode number 547 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell, and this is a special podcast episode with United Auto Workers Chapter 2110 President Olga Brudastova. We are going to talk about the HarperCollins strike. This episode was recorded on Monday, the 23rd of January, 2023, and on Thursday, the 26th of January, the HarperCollins Union announced that after 56 days of striking, HarperCollins has agreed to enter mediation. So we don't cover that in this interview because, well, we can't predict the future that well, but we do go over the breakdown in negotiations that led to the HarperCollins Union strike and the demands of the union that they have right now. I want to say thank you to Barb, Brawler, Clay, Agnes, and Susan for the questions. And I want to say a very special thank you to the Patreon community for their enthusiastic support and encouragement for this interview. If you would like to support this show, please have a look at patreon.com slash smartpitches. And now, on with my interview with Olga Brudastova. Hi, my name is Olga Brudastova. I'm the president of Local 2110 UAW. And you're here to talk to me about the HarperCollins strike. Correct. Yeah. One of the many uh, workplaces that we represent is HarperCollins Publishers uh, in New York. And um, we've been on strike there since November 10th for over two months now. Which is um, infuriating from my perspective. I am absolutely appalled that the strike has gone on this long. What is the perspective um, from from your position and for the people who are on strike as it continues this long? Well, um, the morale remains high among our members and um, really around 200 workers are withdrawing their labor, continuing to picket, maintain our social media and email and hardship fund, all of that. 
But um, one question that both journalists and members and really all of supporters ask us is, what is the company's game plan? And that is the question that we don't know the answer to because nothing they're doing makes much sense to us as far as like corporate strategy might be concerned. I have seen other news reports that um, internal memos that have leaked out to strike members indicate that there are a whole bunch of titles that are being moved to 2024 and 2025 because the people who do the work aren't there. I can't imagine what morale is like inside the building for the people who aren't real rep- represented by the union. They must be completely burnt out. Yeah, they are. We also hear that, unfortunately, some of those sort of people that are non-union, but um, not execs, um, are sometimes considering even quitting HarperCollins oh. because they're overworked, because it's stressful, because it's also posing a question of whether the company is jeopardizing their reputation altogether by letting this happen for so long. And yeah, again, like they, it's very, it's like just so unclear what the company envisions for their next steps. Uh, like the easiest would be for us all to just reach an agreement, get back to work and restart our relationship. Yeah. And I know you've talked about this many times, um, but would you be willing to sort of outline the demands of the union? I know that contract negotiations began early last year, like spring of 2022, or I know that they said they'd been working without a contract since April of 2022. Yeah, but bargaining uh, started even before that, actually in December of 2021, because our contract was expiring at the end of that year 2021 wow um, so that's over yeah. a year without a contract yeah we for a while until april we were extending it and we were trying to make progress but in april uh the company <clears throat> stopped agreeing to extend the contract and also um that was the point when they um refused to schedule any b- bargaining sessions um and we had to organize an open letter um with union members and supporters to bring them back to the bargaining table um since then we also had a one day strike in july and again at every step we kind of make some progress so we are hopeful but in the end of the day by november we didn't make enough progress to avoid this strike altogether and what we're fighting for is really very basic we're fighting for a livable wage that also reflects, you know, some real numbers, real for the industry, real for the skills that people bring, the commitment, the contribution to their record-breaking profits. <laughs> and uh, it's a living in New York City because, yeah, the lowest minimum right now is $45,000 and we're trying to bring it to fifty. I... I have many uh, Patreon listeners who support my show who are very curious about this uh, this interview and have lots of questions. And one of the questions I had was from Barb, who just didn't understand how can they not talk to you? How can they not negotiate? They just ignore you? They kind of do, yeah. And they lie to agents and authors saying that they already met some of our demands, like the one on wages, which they didn't. 
Like, we would have no, we would have known yeah Th- that that's actually um, verifiable right because there's like a check and it has a number and yeah yeah well yeah and also like we didn't miss any emails any proposals from them so uh yeah and but there are other demands too like union security that could make our union stronger sort of long term um doesn't cost them anything and it's really just an anti-union stance and it's very weird because other news corp subsidiaries have union shops where people everyone who is in the bargaining unit contributes to the union one way or another and of course on diversity and equity and inclusion we want some language that is actionable that is a real commitment from the company and not just empty words yeah in my understanding the union proposal included specific actionable items for addressing DEI at HarperCollins? And the answer is just silence? It's been, uh, we've had a lot of back and forth on that and both sides modified their proposals, but we haven't been able to reach an agreement that addresses all of these three issues sufficiently. while we made some progress on diversity issues, it's still not enough because what they're committing to right now is just establishing a joint committee, which is great, long overdue with the union. But again, we we want more than just a space where we can talk. We want something that can be uh, real and legally binding on them and quantifiable. Mm-hmm. It's all well to, it's all well and good to have a, a committee which will then spawn a task force and then some working groups, but actually quantifiable results are a different thing. Yeah, and they want our members to participate in their initiatives in this committee, um, but they don't want to pay for that work. They don't want to consider it part of the work work. And it is it is work towards making the company better. So it should be counted as such. A few people asked me, and I also want to know, what has support for the strike been like inside and outside of the book industry? Because HarperCollins Union is the only union inside New York Publishing. Am I right about that? Uh, Among uh, the top, the biggest uh, publishers, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know Um, their warehouses are probably unionized and the distribution channels are probably a union, but the HarperCollins proper union among the big five publishers i think they're the only ones with a union yeah i'm on the big five for sure i'm sure the rest of the industry is watching us but um and i'm sure you know there is division but for the most part what we hear is voices of support uh both from inside harper collins from like middle management from authors from agents from booksellers from freelancers uh people do agree to not engage in new work contracts with yes. HarperCollins, not submit reviews or even books. Uh, or yeah, um, it's it's really impressive how how people just uh, understand what's which side of the argument is on the right side of history. Yeah, and there's also a trend nationally and globally for more overt union action. It's happened a lot more in the past, Mm -hmm. I would say, five to 10 years. It's really surprising to me that their strike, the HarperCollins strike is going on with with no, with really no movement. Um, You mentioned 
the ways in which people around the industry have have supported the strike. And we at at Smart Bitches, um, we do reviews. Obviously, I have a podcast. We do books on sale. We feature books. Like our whole job is to feature books. And we uh, stopped featuring HarperCollins titles and actually recently started indicating uh, by saying redacted HarperCollins title due to strike to indicate we're not saying this on purpose. Like here are all the titles that we're not mentioning. And at the end of every episode, I total up the number of HarperCollins titles I edited out of the show. Um, just to, like you, like we were saying, add a quantifiable number to this process. And obviously we've also donated to the strike fund. What are ways that readers can support the strike? And I also, I have a, a clarification question actually. Up until about early January, there was some mixed information on social media about what imprints were included. And on January 5th, Harlequin and Inkyard on the union Twitter feed were saying, no, 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 it's fine. Those are not included in our um, request for no coverage. And now they are included. Was that just a miscommunication or is this an effort to increase pressure? It was a miscommunication uh, after a holiday break, but uh, we uh, tried to uh, speedily correct it. We were looking at different divisions of HarperCollins. And of course, there is also Harper UK, for example, and like... And we were trying to assess, okay, which labor is directly done by our members and turned out that Harlequin books are actually worked on by our members. Oh. Yeah. And maybe not, while we don't represent uh, workers like affiliated formally with Harlequin, the work gets shuffled. For example, if someone is working on audiobooks, they might be working across imprints. So yeah. the distinction is actually very blurry. So based on that assessment, we included uh, very clearly Harlequin imprints into our list. Yeah. I Well, we, we have always included them lately. If it's any HarperCollins, we're not talking about it. And in romance, that is a lot of books, just so many books, which, I mean, I understand that to, to HarperCollins, I am a sneeze. Like my contribution to their bottom line is insignificant, but it is staggering to me how many books that we're not talking about. It's a lot of books that you're, that the union members work on. Yeah. And, uh, the books that our members work on are really like best selling, like, um, New York Times bestsellers, award winning books. Like in December, we had a rally co hosted by Rebecca Quain and, uh, other authors. And it was really, amazing to see them there in person and hear their supportive voices but also to see commitment from these people who's you know who are ready to in a way put their like careers and talent on the line to support our members yeah i mean i've seen a number of authors unequivocally repeatedly supporting the union um so what can readers do how can readers help? We don't ask people to boycott uh, titles altogether. If you see a book that is HarperCollins that you want to buy, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because we also don't want to hurt authors. And actually, it's a very serious consideration for our members. They miss the work. They miss the people they worked with. But we do ask people to donate to our hardship fund if possible, or at least circulate information about it. Um, We have a bunch of uh, events coming up. We uh, are going to have another rally outside News Corp on February 2nd. Uh, We might have some other events as well uh, in the works. So 
join us when you can stop by the picket line. If you want to or can donate any food or water, uh, also just DM on Twitter or Instagram and our folks will help you figure out the logistics of it. Um, And the strike fund now takes credit cards. Yes, we uh, moved from a paper check only system to an an online donation page. And um, it took us a while because there are some, there are serious legal limitations to how a union can organize a hardship fund, but we found a way that is legally sound and more streamlined for everyone. Yes. And have donations been um, significant? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think in the first few hours, we raised through this online platform like $10,000, I believe. Over the weekend, um, I checked it was $45,000 or $50,000 total. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, And we distribute funds every week. We have a weekly schedule and we distribute... I'm going to say between ten and $20,000 in any given week to our members based on their needs and hardships. And, um, you know, it's all going directly to them, to our members. And my understanding is that they, they have not been paid since November 10th. The minute they went on strike, HarperCollins said, and we're not paying you. Correct. Yeah, there is an obligation for an employer to pay for, like, scheduled vacation or yes. uh, holidays. So. Those minuscule paychecks might have come in somewhere, but um, for the large part, they there was no money from HarperCollins. So the strike fund is supporting the people on strike with rent and food and probably hand warmers because it's cold in January in New York. Yeah. Um, the So we have a, a few systems of support. Uh, the hardship fund is... Very significant because also it shows uh, the employer that we can gather support and generate this power. Quantifiable uh, numbers. Have, they like exactly, those. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and in dollar amounts, which they understand better than other numbers. Um, <laughs> um, we also have a UAW Strike Assistance Fund, which uh, comes from dues money and uh, workers receive um, that starting day one of the strike. And luckily in New York State, um, striking workers are also eligible for unemployment insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that also has a, has limitations and an end date and all of that. But, uh, at least there are some systems of support that, um, let our people just dedicate their time and resources to this fight. Um, I, I don't know if this is a question that you can answer, and I totally understand if you cannot. Um, but are other unions uh, engaging or talking about going on strike alongside the HarperCollins union? Because I know it's a very small union, and I was wondering if other unions had have had indicated, okay, this is going on too long. We're going to do a sympathy strike with you. I think that's what it's called, sympathy strike, right? Yeah, but very often no strike clauses don't allow that with right. one exception. Uh, well, with few, but, uh, Teamsters Union, for example, uh, supported us from the very beginning and, uh, their drivers, um, refused deliveries, um, to refuse crossing the picket line to the building. Um, but that's the issue with publishing industry, uh, that hopefully will change soon or maybe once the strike is over that 
the density is um, pretty small in terms of unionization, and we just need to organize more. Mm-hmm. And people need it too. Um, we hear it all the time. So I'm sure once this fight is over, we will we should see a surge in unionization among publishers at large, which will definitely help us fight for better working conditions across the board. Yeah, because publishing is not a high-paying high paying industry. It's a very, very low-wage industry for the location that it is in. Yeah, and especially comparing to media industry and the unions and their demands in media, it's um, very weird, the disparity between the two, because the skills are very transferable. So f- very often people stay in publishing for the love of books, but that also makes it so easy to exploit their love and passion. Mm-hmm. It, yes, absolutely. It does. And anything where an employer can talk to you about how it's a calling, it's an honor, it's easier to exploit from there. I used to work in nonprofits, so I remember all of that very well. Now, you aren't actually a HarperCollins employee, right? No, I'm not. I got involved with the union when I was a grad worker at Columbia. Um, and when I finished my PhD, I uh, started working for Local 2110 as an organizer. And now you're the president of the union. Has yeah. this strike experience with your history with UAW, has this strike experience been different or strange? Like, I'm still shocked it's going on this long. Like, I know you and I have been talking for like 20 minutes. I'm still shocked that it's still going <laughs> on. <laughs> well, um, the what the company is or isn't doing is it isn't particularly strange as far as strikes go. Mm-hmm. Um, what is strange is that they don't have any kind of any plan whatsoever or any like solution to the situation and continue pretending like nothing's happening. Um, but we know that that's not true. Also, it's an indefinite line strike it's uh you know maybe harper collins feels like they're locked into their position and they need a graceful way out we're happy to work with them on that on i'm sure all of the executives listen to my show no they don't yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know if, if that's the issue talk to us we'll figure it out together but in the end of the day what our members want is to go back to work and continue with their work and normal life uh strike is strike striking can be fun because you you spend time with your co-workers you bond you build the community but it's very difficult and it was a difficult decision to begin with no no it's very difficult i remember talking to people in the early days of the strike about how you know you don't mention these books we're not reviewing them we're not covering them and um I remember saying, yeah, strikes aren't meant to be comfortable. This is not an easy, this is a, this is a last ditch effort. This is the last thing you do before, like, th- this is, this is the nuclear option to walk off the job. That this is not meant to be easy or comfortable. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Yeah, but clearly our members find it worth their effort. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I also find it just so staggering how demoralizing it is for HarperCollins to demonstrate that the work that the union employees do and the work of the non-union employees doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter that this is so difficult. And I was, I was particularly infuriated because HarperCollins UK, I recognize they're not part of the UAW union. Um, they just announced a seven figure book deal for Boris Johnson. They're going to drop seven <laughs> figures on Boris Johnson and they can't raise the floor of their salary? Are you serious? I, it's like, it, it, it's like, it's kind of astonishing. Like, you know, we can see you. We can see everything you're doing here. And yet, yeah. they're, and yet they're not budging. Yeah, it, there are a few of such numbers that are really staggering. For example, I believe the president of HarperCollins um his salary is 20 million a year and our whole payroll for the bargaining unit is about 14 million a year. Um, yeah. And also on top of that, uh, HarperCollins, um, like current, current since April <laughs> proposal on the money adds only $14,000 to the payroll. They sneeze $14,000. Yeah. So do you think that part of the resistance is coming from above since HarperCollins is part of a larger conglomerate that has a very long anti-union history of in sentiment? I guess so, because uh, that is typically the the way it goes, although it is very weird that that would be the coverage that they choose for themselves these days, considering they are maybe looking into a merger with Fox or maybe, you know, Considering some other acquisitions, who knows? Maybe that wouldn't be what they would want in the media, but that's what they're choosing. So I guess having a certain opinion is more important than anything else. I roll my eyes. I know this is an audio production, but I'm rolling mm -hmm. my eyes. In terms of the the strike as it is right now, have you noticed more press coverage? Have you mo noticed more um, more coverage of the strike? I mean, I'm paying attention, so of course I notice it, but I know there was a questionably both sides the article in Publishers Weekly. Have you noticed other coverage increasing right now? Um, I think we've, we've had pretty steady coverage. Uh, definitely now that the length passed the two-month mark, um, it may be spewed more attention just from that perspective alone. Yeah. Yeah. And that piece that you mentioned from Publishers Weekly, it was really surprising because we've been in constant communication with PW. We've been, you know, providing all the background that they might need and helping them with writing. And then they go to this clearly anti-union lawyer who I also question how they even came across this kind of lawyer who's not even in New York. And they listen to, they publish his opinion when he doesn't even know all the facts of the case. He doesn't even know our situation. So this is really surprising. And uh, I hope they change how they approach coverage of our strike. It's it was really baffling. That whole article mm -hmm. was just weird. Absolutely weird.
So what would you like people to know about being in a union as a, I mean, you've been doing union organization for most of your career now. What would you like people to know about being in a union? I know that for many people, one of the things that's very inspiring is how young the people in the HarperCollins union are. These are, these are people who are younger than me. These are, these are, these are my colleagues because as a blogger, I talk to the marketers and the publicists and the editorial assistants, but they're very young, this group of people. Right. And um, mostly because the people we represent at HarperCollins are lower level employees in yeah. the offices. They are assistants across design, art, publish, uh, like editorial, um, sales, marketing, you name it. So, of course, uh, demographically, more often than not, they might be younger. But um, in general, we have, we represent, we're an amalgamated local union. So we represent over 40 different workplaces. And actually, HarperCollins Union goes back to 1942 originally. Yeah. Yeah, not always with UAW, but still. So the change with the union is always slower than one would like it to see, but it's it's a change that you have a say in, unlike just trusting your employer. And what attracted me to organizing originally was that academia didn't have community and the union gave me the sense of community and Mm -hmm. sense of camaraderie with people across departments across the university. And I think similarly here at HarperCollins, people meet each other now also in person whom they've never met like before or would never be working together so closely. And um, they're really building bonds. And it's hard. I mean, they're headed, they're, they're hitting their step goal. But striking is mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been raining and windy. and Yeah, know. it's been gross. It's like the worst time to be outside marching. So completely selfish question. Are you going to get a rat? Uh, if anyone wants to help us out with that, please be our guest. Um, the rat is very expensive. The rat's like $10,000 a day, right? It's Yeah, it's the expense. It's also you need a generator. You need to store it. You need fuel for the generator. <laughs> y- yeah. <laughs> oh, that rat's a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if anyone wants to help us out with that, do reach out. Uh, we ourselves have had limited capacity for just, um, you know, lagging, carrying the signs and the water and the food, but yeah. And the the hand warmers and the scarves and yeah. What do you think, I mean, I know it's hard to predict the future, but what do you think will happen next? Is there a next step for the union? Do you have any plans for, okay, we've hit 75 days. Like what, what are your next steps other than to consistently persevere in the strike, which is like, the biggest action, obviously. Yeah, we continuously develop plans for like either escalation or actions or events so that we have new pressure points coming up all the time. Mm-hmm. We have seen a lot of support from politicians, from Central Labor Council, um, on top of industry people like authors and agents and freelancers. So, um, at this point, you, you know, the ball is so much in HarperCollins' court. And they say that we don't want to bargain. That's not true. We were the last ones to present a comprehensive proposal. We That proposal could have been a clear 
pathway towards settlement Mm -hmm. and they just rejected it. So whenever they are ready to change their opinion and their stance, we are here to bargain. We will be there day and night at the table. I mean, it sounds like saying that you don't want to bargain is um, attempting to say, we don't like what they offered. Yeah, that's a good translation. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't like your offer, but we're going to blame you for it. Yeah. Okay, great. Terrific. Wonderful. Is this one of the longest strikes that you've dealt with as president of of UAW? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, um, this is the first open-ended strike that I've uh, kind of been a leader with and it's wow. uh it's really impressive but we have in 2110 a long history of such militant actions for example in early 2000s we had a six month long strike at moma museum of modern art and um one of the issues there was also union security and strengthening the union and they won so we have we've done it before and that's not your first was, rodeo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the strike was a long time ago at MoMA, but it changed the labor management dynamic for a long, long time. Yeah. And it sent a message for decades ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's it's stunning how. How I mean, you, New York City and New York State are both very union positive locations it's really stunning that it that it just continues with no movement what do you think will do you think there's anything that can bring about change like larger financial numbers quantifiable dollar signs um we'll see i mean again something's got to give and yeah. it's never one thing that moves the employer it's a combination of different mm-hmm. pressure tactics so we're going to use everything we can. We are already using everything we can. But again, um, they know how to reach out. They know where to find us yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it really will take them reassessing their values as a publisher. Yeah. Um, and they have to do it sooner rather than later. It's the thing that I think surprises me most is the fact that the longer it goes on, the more it looks like I said, HarperCollins doesn't care about the work that their that their that their employees do. I mean, they're already trying to hire scabs and temps to work on books, which is not a great option in a process of publication that requires so much continuity. It's just astonishing to me. Like, we can see you. We can we can see what you're doing. What are you doing? It sounds like your your reaction is also, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, maybe, you know, I'm missing something, but I don't think I am because there's really the only way out is to reach a fair contract with us. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I think we've been on strike for over two months. We've demonstrated that our members are committed to that. Yeah. And are staying on the line. So one day longer, one day stronger. Yep. So I always ask this question of my guests, and I'm going to ask you as well. Do you have any books that you would like to tell people about, obviously, that are not HarperCollins types? Oh, wow. Um, actually, the last one I finished was one of HarperCollins imprints. <laughs> <laughs> By accident. <laughs> it's all right. Like you said, yeah. it's not a boycott. Well, I'm not a... I'm not a a uh, very literary person myself, but I recently read a 
Mexican Gothic, like a couple years too late. <laughs> but <laughs> if it's if it's a new book to you, it's a new book is how I think. Yeah, about. but yeah. I was absolutely amazed by that. So yes. <laughs> I imagine that being on the picket line with a bunch of book people means that everyone's talking about book recommendations. Yeah, I always ask members to provide context, educate me about that because of course their level of understanding and knowledge is so different from mine. Mine is just a reader and yeah. like yeah. And like you said, this is labor that translates across every imprint and it's transferable to other industries. But so this is a specialized kind of learning. This is a specialized skill set that these people have. I mean, there's a lot of institutional knowledge that's walking around outside the building waiting for a contract. Yeah. And you would think that some of the tasks that they do are simple, yeah. like how to send an email with the correct attachment to correct people. But we get, we get reports from the inside that even those fail or have been like there have been errors. Yeah. I'm the simplest of tasks. I am not, I'm not surprised. It's always the, in my opinion, it is always the people who have the box cutters and the Sharpie markers and the high level of email skills that are actually running the day-to-day elements of a, of a company, especially in publishing, especially in publishing. (laughs) So where can people find out more about the union, about the strike and how to help? Uh, the best way to um, find out more about us and uh, ways to help is follow us on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Both are at HCP Union in one word. And um, on Instagram in Linktree, you can also find all the information that you might be curious about. Some of the sort of um, resources for supporters, uh, design sort of um, items and um, yeah, everything that we put out is there. Yeah. Oh, another thing I just remembered to ask you about is this is for me as a consumer, this is one of the first digital picket lines that I've encountered that has lasted like more than one day. Like I've said, heard people say, you know, please don't order from Amazon on this day because this warehouse is on strike and you don't know if your stuff is coming from that warehouse. No problem. Not placing an order. But this is a very long, this is a very intricate and nuanced digital picket line. Is that a new experience for UAW across the board? I would say so. Yeah. And it's also very interesting industry because uh, you can actually harm their bottom line by withdrawing your labor. But also um, there is still a lag between when, for example, you talk to the author and when the book gets out. Oh, yeah. It's a long lag time. But the longer we are out, the worse of HarperCollins is. So I would think that the snowball effect is only going to benefit us. Yeah. As I know from talking to authors who are HarperCollins authors, that they find out, you know, a month before their book's supposed to be on sale. Nope, it's been moved. This book mm-hmm. has been moved. Nope, this book has been moved again. No, they can't plan promotion. They can't plan any of their responsibilities because the target keeps moving. So it does sound like that for now, the strike is happening in a year or 18 months. You're still going to see this after effect of all of this missing support. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Well, thank you so much for for doing this interview. I really appreciate it. Is there anything that I have not asked about that you would want to make sure to communicate? Well, I guess if, you know, there are people who would like to learn more about having a union and unionization or HarperCollins union, you can always reach out to Local 2110. Um, 
Local 2110 at 2110uaw.org. I'll link um, to everything. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, um, just ask and uh, we can always, you know, help advise or at least just have a conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And if there is anything else that I can do to provide support, um, please feel free to reach out because me and all of my my team are 100% behind the union. This is absolutely deplorable that it's gone on this long. Thank you so much for all the support and for helping us spread the message. It is my pleasure. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you again to Olga for explaining all of the details. And as always, our support for the union is unquestioned. I will have links to everything we talked about, the PW article. What I mean by are you getting a rat? That would be Scabbers, the rat. If you've walked around New York and you've seen a union strike with a big, giant, like 20 foot tall inflatable rat, that's that's the rat. That's Scabbers. I will also have links to the union and the latest information from the HarperCollins union on social media. As always, I end every episode with a terrible joke, and I would never leave you hanging without one. This joke comes from josephine in our patreon discord did you hear about the dating agency for chickens that had to shut down yes it's true the dating agency for chickens they had to shut down because they were struggling to make hens meet (laughs) i love a good chicken joke especially because we went grocery shopping today and wow eggs are expensive right now (laughs) hens meet on behalf of everyone here we wish you the very best of reading have a great weekend and we will see you back here next week Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.